bringing their problems to me for as long as I can remember. I have one of those faces that just says, tell me what's going on. And now I have one of those podcasts that says, go ahead, tell me what's going on. Welcome to Mess in Progress. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Mess in Progress with myself, Gina Brion, and my lovely co-host slash everything person, Catherine G. Mendoza. Catherine, say hi to the people. Hi, people, but I'm not the only guest today. We have a very special guest in studio, in virtual <laughs> studio. Uh, my son, Jaden, is sitting on my lap, for those of you who are listening to this, because I am solo mommying it this weekend, and I ain't got nobody to watch him. Yay! Yay! He's just like looking down, ignoring us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's really over hanging out with mommy right now. He's like, I don't know where daddy is. Um, <laughs> but I've spent enough time with you. Like, <laughs> your kisses are annoying me. I don't like them. Please stop kissing my face. Oh, <laughs> it's so crazy how, like, just like looking at him. Well, I just see your dad. And yeah. then maybe it's because I'm like, I don't know if I'm seeing your dad because I'm seeing the parts of you that look like your dad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I'm seeing your dad. Yeah, he's very- Like da- if your dad and Jeremy had a baby. What? <laughs> <laughs> if they just sliced genes in that way and just yeah. made a baby. Yes, yep. my, my son looks a lot like my dad, particularly because yeah. they have very little hair and, <laughs> and adorably round faces. Um, he is very cranky, so you may hear a couple of groans and grunts. He is like super cranky. <laughs> what you're looking at is an overtired baby who unfortunately won't go down for a nap. He went down for like 30 minutes and then he woke up and I picked him up and he was so groggy. So I put him back in his bassinet and he was not having it. He was like, mm, no lady, Mm-mm. I can sense you got something to do. So you best pick me up. <laughs> Don't you wish though, like, cause I just heard him like kind of growl. I wish that as an adult, just in general, it was okay for us to like growl. Just be like, just like that, like that, like what he just did. I just want to be like, ah. Like, <laughs> randomly. That he's going to be chill. But he's very, very opinionated right now. Like normally he's like super chill, but today is like one of those days where it's like my baby has decided, no, 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 I will not be a cool baby today. I will not. Well, no, like it's Friday. You have him quarantined inside. His, like everybody that usually cut, like in the house is not home. You see, Jenna is not here. Nope. His daddy is not here to sing him goofy no. songs. Nope. It's just, it's just y'all. It's just y'all. Tell me all day. All I have is the boobs. That's all he's happy to see. <laughs> That's all he's happy to see is the, oh, you got the boobs? Did you bring the boobs, mom? Boob lady. It's the boob lady. Hey, let me get some of the boobs. Oh, see, look, see, look, you already started crying. Cry. I need you to be cool. Be cool, man. <laughs> that wasn't even a cry. Like, uh, guys, if you watch this, it's actually really adorable. He's not crying. He's frustrated. Yeah. And whenever she moves him in a way that he is not like approving of, his face is just like, like he's not crying. It's like, yeah, he just so- he wants to do stuff, but he doesn't want to do anything. Like if I give him a toy, he literally just looks at it like, hmm, thank you for bringing that to me, peasant. Please, where it came from. He's cranky because he's tired and he's probably going to get hungry in a little bit. And I'll probably have to whip my boob out on camera. You oh guys, my gosh. This is like a, this is a nursing shirt too. So I could just slip it up in there. 
and be like, what? well, you know what? It's a we're a very progressive show. Yeah, so progressive show. So like, we're not gonna stop a mother from a, a newly single mother from breastfeeding. Gina is le- her okay. Gina's <laughs> husband goes away for a few days, not even away, away, Atlantic City, away Atlantic City for work. So clearly, he left us. Right, and she's now a single mother. A single mom. A single mom. Like, he, she's like, you, but you gotta, you really gotta give the juiciness of the, the story. You gotta say, he left us for the casinos at Atlantic City. So you really give him the gambler. You you know what I mean? The, you're gonna go deadbeat. You're gonna go all the way. He left us for the casinos at Atlantic City. And I just, <laughs> I don't know when he's coming back. Technically, I do Saturday night, but... <laughs> It could be worse. It could be the casinos in Junkers. In Junkers. I know. I fall. <laughs> exactly. That reaction that baby just yeah. gave. Junkers. What y'all talking about Junkers for? It's like, mm-mm. it's in my DNA to not be in Junkers. Just a couple of hours that have been by myself, like, have been nuts. Like, I was supposed to have a vocal lesson. My vocal coach called. She saw that I was putting away groceries that I ordered from Whole Foods that got delivered by Amazon that I had to run down and get and put the baby in his little chair and run down and get them. Like, it was nuts. And now, really, really, bro? Really, really, bro? He's our background music. Yeah, he's like our elevator background music. Yeah. Look at yourself. Like, what, what is it that you don't like about that? Like, let me fix my boots real quick. <laughs> what is it that you don't like about that? Let me want to look over here. This is just working mom. Working mom. You know crazy. There's been a couple of Zoom shows or Zoom things that I've done where I've had to bring him out where I've been like, and literally my attitude is like, I got this, I got to do what I got to do. I'm a mom now. Like, I got to do this, this mom stuff. I got to do mom stuff, you know? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Don't touch anything. <laughs> uh, do you think? Because the less attention you put to him, the more he just, you know what I mean? Like he's like in the world. And then the minute you go, no, he's going to go, oh, yes. Oh, did she say no? Did she say I no? Think, I think I heard. I know. <laughs> Don't mean to cry loudly and scream, right? Okay. That's, I, that's what I thought. I thought that's what it meant. So I have a question. In the time um, since his birth, is this your first like two day? alone 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 yes like this is my first and it's the two busiest days which is why it sucks because I had so much to get done today and I was literally rushing in between things to get done and then tomorrow's another crazy day because I had to switch my vocal lesson to tomorrow I have a 9 a.m virtual set for the BBC tomorrow morning um oh, wow. are lucky I love you because that the BBC yeah. the queen BBC yes the, the royal family laughing BBC? at me. That's right. If Meghan Markle was still a part of the royal family, she would have been laughing, but no. Are they going to air it before the Queen's Christmas? Yes, I watched The Crown. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Catherine. Um, I heard this is where I am in quarantine. That now I watch The Crown. Like, and look, every- I'm officially British. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm 100. I'm 100% British. Like, listen, Meghan Markle was the American dream. Yeah. Uh, like, the, she's the American Disney dream. Well, she dead married a prince, y'all. A prince. Uh, no, 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 no. She married a prince. And then she was like, you know what? This ain't for us. And he was like, you right, baby. This ain't for us no more. And then he de-princed. He de-princed. That's that good, good. <laughs> he de-princed for that good, good. You know. Yeah, yeah you know. Uh, 
Yeah. Deep. I don't want nobody to leave their family. But if you're going to have somebody leave their family, there's a lot to say about a woman who left, who got her a prince. A prince. A prince. To be like, you know what? I never messed with them in the first place. Let's go, right. baby. Wait, was he even a prince when they, no, I think he was like a duke. That's a funny I word. think so, yeah. A duke, yeah. Duke. Wait, it's only because of our accents. Like, because they say it in a very duke. different way. But they if do. I went over there, I'd be like, the Yo, duke, duke of Manchester. <laughs> the duke. The Duke of Windsor, you know. Yo, you a Duke, man. Yo, you a Duke. (laughs) Yo, I'm tired of these Dukes over here, yo. Oh, these damn Dukes, yo. Yo, Princess Diana's son, he turned out to be a Duke, yo. (laughs) Just a Duke. Yo, he was a Duke, man. A whole Duke. (laughs) Yo, we're just creating new insults now. Yo, that's so... Duke, bro. You know, you know, what's very interesting is that like when you um, think about because like talking about the, 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 the crown, you brought up the other day this idea of like when you reach the last episode of a binge fest, mm-hmm. right? Why'd you bring that up? What were you watching? What okay. like? Okay, so I was watching several things. First of all, when I pump these titties, pump these titties, baby, when I have to pump. <laughs> they always say to put something on that you can watch that's like lighthearted. Like you shouldn't be working on while you're pumping because it adds stress. And I already am having trouble making milk. So your titties get stressed? Yeah, you get stressed and then your titties get stressed. And then your titties are like, I can't make no milk. I'm stressed. <laughs> and then you can't get no titty milk out because your titties is like. <laughs> Yo, he, you said titties. And he said, did somebody say titties? I looked right at the camera. <laughs> like, titties? Are you offering titties to everybody now? I thought those were my titties. My titties? They're my titties. Mommy, don't be offering titties to everybody. <laughs> don't be offering your titties out there, mommy. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> he will perk up at the word titties. But I, I was watching. Okay, so the first thing I was watching was Community. And then I got to the last episode of that. And I was like, oh, my God, what do I do? What are the characters doing with their lives now? Like, I was so into it. And then I started watching Superstore. And I saw, like, the last episode of that one, which I think is still going. I think Superstore is still on. Yes. It's just, I believe, America Ferrara has departure. Departure. Is that I say that correctly? She's left. She's left. She was out. She was like, bye. I helped y'all. Enjoy the show without me. Bye, everybody. So I wonder what the the state of the show is. That's such a... Steve Carell move like I don't know but I feel some type of way you know when Topher Grace left that 70s show when Steve Carell left the office when I think about those shows like the show was centered around you you know what I mean and it just never that you change the chemistry of the show you literally you do you and it's not like and, and it's not like an ensemble cast thing because although the, the, the office was an ensemble cast and in many ways Superstore is as well, yeah. she was such a pivotal character for the beginning two seasons, I think, like especially yeah. the way they introduced it and her love story was such a main thing that I'm like, I'm not, yay, God bless her, whatever her reasons are, her reasons, but I am a little disappointed because it changes the chemistry, it changes the show. Completely changes it. You took out a pivotal character in that show and you expect us to like wonder what's going to happen to the show now in the future when that character was so important to the storyline. Yep. Mm -hmm. It it happens every single time. There's not a show. What else going to do? 
What is the show, America? What is America? We need answers, not America, the country, America, the lady. I mean, America, the country, we need answers too. But we no need answers, but we've been needed answers. So America, America, the country. Um, no, but that's that. That there's America Ferrara, and then there's America. America, America yeah. Ferrara, America. That's so not- were those it? Those are the ones you were binging. Those are the ones I was binging when they were over. I was just like, I don't know what to do with my life. I literally just went back to watching episodes of Family Guy because um, <laughs> that's my go-to, but that's always my go-to when I yeah. need to watch to just chill out too. Like I love Family Guy so much and I find that humor so funny. It's just weird to watch it with my son because I'm like, <laughs> don't talk like that. <laughs> or don't be like that in front of some of your relatives. Some of your relatives <laughs> cannot handle that. See, I don't, I don't, I don't have the binge withdrawals. And I think it's because I'm such a TV person that I, how do I, like I get to an end and I accept the end or I don't accept the end. I completely like have a moment with it. But normally I already know what's the next thing I'm about to get into, you know? Or sometimes I'm watching two things at once. Mm. Right. So like if I finish one, the other one still continues. So I'm constant. It's like constant stimulation. I think that's why I never get the withdrawals. I think it's happened here and there. The worst may be when you don't realize that a show is a limited series. So you get to the end and then you go, oh, okay, that was cool. And then you go, wait, it's never coming back. How will I answer all these questions I have? Yes. Oh, but there's nothing worse than a... Did you watch The Undoing? No, I did not. Mm. What is that? Do I need to watch it? Is it like... It 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 falls under the category of rich, like very wealthy white people suspense drama. And when I say white people, because it's literally rich white people from the Upper East Side in this story, just like Little Fires Everywhere is in the middle, is middle America, but very rich white people. And the affair is in the Hamptons, but very rich white people. And they all have some type of dramatic thing. I love this category. It's one of my favorite categories. But this is one of my least, like it was a big thing on Twitter, but it's one of my least favorite shows. The ending felt like, it felt like they lost, they they, they had no more budget. Mm, And they just Mm. gave up. Yeah, and they just was like, okay, and then the end. I hate that. Like a good show that has a has a has some type of suspense, has some type of murder needs to. Like I feel like if you have a murder mystery thing, if the creator didn't already know the end before they pitched the show, then what are you doing? Yeah, you don't rely on a writer's room for your end. You kind of know for a limited series what your end is. You kind of know. I watched, um, did you watch Castle Rock by any chance? The Stephen King I tried. Man, it was harder to get into the second season for me or like the, um, I think it was the second season because I think the first one was one story. The second season was a different story. I think so, something like that. And uh, I tried season one. Really? I really liked it. I really liked it. And I was kind of disappointed in the ending because I was like, season two I know he's like not having this right now he's like mommy I don't want you to be talking oh wow like guys he's like full he was sitting up before play by play so um play by play for the listeners 
young Jaden is, oh, 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 he's giving her a grill. He's giving her a grill. He looks like he is about to throw a fit. There are bottles that are going to be thrown. It is about to happen. It is about to happen. Uh, bottles will be thrown. People will be kicked. And it's about to go down. Look at that. Look at that. That face there. We're going to take a momentary break while I make a bottle for this man. Please do. <laughs> because it's about to go down. Yeah. I'm afraid. I'm in a different borough and I'm afraid for my life. <laughs> we, uh, after these messages, we'll be right back. And we're back. Uh, so, Catherine, do we have a TikTok of the day? Yes, we do, ma'am. Um, My son is still here, by the way, guys. He's just next to me, so you will hear comments from the peanut gallery over here. From the peanut gallery. Um, that's we do. We have um, this TikTok is called Educado versus Educated by at Jose Medina 1000. Mm -hmm. um, so it reads, and I actually really like this one. This one was really good. Um, it he, in the TikTok, he says, I love the word educado in Spanish because it has a different nuance than is missing when, when you say it in English, educate. In English, educated is really about academic opportunity, educational access, degrees completed. But in Spanish, educado is about generosity and kindness and respect and being of service to others. He explains that his parents are from Chihuahua, Juarez, Mexico, and only had an elementary school education, but are educados. They understand that we have to be humble and that we have to be kind and of service to others. And even though they stress academic education on him and his siblings, um, for them, it was more important that they were good people. He finishes it by saying, so honeys, babies, we are, uh, we can all be educated, but that doesn't mean we're educados. Thoughts? I mean, I would have to agree because I've met, you know what? I've met a lot of people that think that they are mm -hmm. educados, but they are not. Educados. They are not. They're getting it wrong. But they're educated. They're educated. They're not educados. They're right. not. And there is right. a difference. So, so for, for, for specifics, technically, the word would translate as the same definition, technically. It's but the way he's using it in nuance is what we're discussing. Yeah. And there is a difference between the two. When you're using it in Spanish, it just encompasses a lot more than just educated. And doesn't even, like he said, incorporate your traditional ideas of education. Can I help you, sir? <laughs> Can I help you? Yeah, no, I agree. I feel like, um, I feel the same way. I do feel like, um, you know, I, I don't, I think that a lot of people who come from immigrant parents um, for the most part, not everybody, but for the most part, um, uh, especially lower class um, in this country, kids who grew up um, with parents who were immigrants, a lot of the situation was those parents never got past elementary school, maybe secondary school, right? So, but that does not mean that they weren't taught um, how to, um, como portarse, how to behave. Yeah. And it's about behavior. It is how you carry yourself in the world. It is how you treat others. So yes, I do think there's something to be said about um, educado and educated because a person who's educado is a person who uh, knows how to come correct, knows how to um, read the room, knows how to be polite yeah. to a, a cleaning person or a server. So that's an educado, a person who's educado. 
Now, a person who's educated can also be educado, but sometimes people are just educated, and these are the worst to me. The ones who are educated, but frankly, only like revere in speaking to their peers and speaking down to anybody who's not at their level of education. That is the epitome of lacking educado. That to me is also an issue. And I've, I've had this conversation, so funny, I had this conversation with my therapist and with several other people about people wanting to have the appearance of intelligence versus actually being intelligent. I want people to think I'm intelligent, so I'm going to speak and act a certain way versus yeah. actually being an intelligent person. And I have a friend, Eric Frost, probably one of the smartest people I've ever met. Eric is one of the smartest, brilliant people I've ever met in my life. But he in no way intentionally talks down to anyone because he's smart enough that he doesn't need the ego boost of speaking down to somebody where he knows right. he's intelligent. He doesn't, he's not hedging his bets on whether or not, like if, if I speak to somebody who isn't as smart as me or I don't think they are as smart as me, do I, do I lower myself? First of all, I don't know if they're as smart as me. I don't know if they're smarter than me. And he's always had that mentality. And I think that's a truly educated, smart, intelligent person versus somebody who only wants to seem intelligent. So they will use the proper language. So you go, wow, your vocabulary is crazy. Oh my goodness. Or they'll talk down to somebody thinking that it doesn't matter how they talk to that person because they view that person as a lesser human being. And that to me is just so disgusting. Like I hate people like that to the when I see that, it's just one of my biggest pet peeves is somebody who wants that. And in comedy, you'll see people who want the appearance of being edgy. Like you'll see that in writing that's disconnected from a comic's persona. So whenever I see somebody who's more concerned about sounding intelligent than actually being intelligent, it just really gets under my skin. Yeah, no, totally. I think that, um, you know, when you're talking about people wanting to sound intelligent, so interesting. I've had this conversation a lot lately about, um, I believe that the smartest people, and this is very, like, I, I, I'm not sure who said this, but, um, you know, uh, a, it's the, a wise man knows that he knows nothing at all. Mm -hmm. And it's also down to um, wise people seek counsel. And so I think that people who practice that are educados in regards to understanding that we alone don't hold all information and information is meant to be shared. But the way you do that is through kindness, through respect, through understanding, through compassion, through empathy, right? Through space, listening to someone and yeah. then not needing to flex. That's the word flex. Cause when somebody's trying to sound smart, they're just trying to flex. Yep. That's 100%. Like it's unnecessary to do that. I also think that like, there's something to be said about the fact that a lot of people who think that because they have you know, um, five, five, what do they call it? $5 words mm -hmm. that they're ed like, oh, I'm, they must be so educated. Well, they might be well-read, yeah. but that doesn't necessarily mean they're educated, yeah. but it definitely does not mean that you're well-educated. It means you have a good memory. You can right. remember things. That's all it means. I learned a majority of my vocabulary words from Dawson's Creek. You heard it here first. It's a fact. It is a total fact. Here first, people. We're here ever first. wondering why Catherine says things like literally. Apparently, yes. she got it from Dawson's Creek. Yes, it's a fact. I I learned. I remember the one word that made me realize it was the word persnickety, because I was like, "Where did 
did I learn that? Where did I learn that? Where did and you it was Snickety. Dalton's Creek. It was it was from um I, there's so many jokes online about how um Kevin Williamson and the writers used to write for high school students as if they were like postgraduate people. Like they all sounded way out of their league. But I'm thinking that was my Encyclopedia Britannica on the WB. But that doesn't make me educated, right? Knowing those words doesn't make me educated. But using those words with the education I have, it's just, that's just, that's smart in my opinion, taking something you got from one place and going and taking something you got from somewhere else, putting it together. Now the educado comes in the room when then I meet somebody who may not have $5 words and may not have a college education or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. but I still treat them like a human being. That's what educado is. That's when I, when, when I treat them like an equal, I don't, I, don't, I don't need to know all that information in order to give them respect. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think educado also comes from the way I'll tell you a good thing that I think um, good thing that I think I'll <laughs> tell you something that I think um, and educado is also shown in the way that they treat children in my opinion yes. right someone who is educado understands that true children aren't beneath them now that is where a lot of Latinos especially old school had um, an issue because children were treated as if they were like um you know not lesser than but you must like like a um subservient almost Mm -hmm. and so I now think that like it's our generation that will continue to teach educado but do it also by respecting children you know it's not only about respecting adults because I think that's also how they taught it to us you got to respect adults yeah even if adults disrespect you which was the crazy part like yep. you got to respect them, even if they disrespect you. Yep. And right, because they're an adult. Yeah. So yeah. what? That person's being a jerk to me, so I can't say nothing. Right. I'm because really then you're not educado. My parents really weren't too much like that. Like they were respect adults, but if I was disrespected by somebody, like particularly my dad, would handle it like a little gangster. Like he was the type to to not let anybody disrespect his children, no matter who they were. So I lucked out in that way. But I wonder if it's because they spent part of their life in on the mainland, yeah. right? Like not not their entire up until their like late twenties were they on the yeah. island. I wonder that because I do think it has something to do with the culture in wherever you know, like the the homelands of people. Yeah. When you get to this country and you start adapting to those cultures, either you really adapt or you don't adapt or you accept certain things. So clearly, because your dad wasn't from like the island until like 35 and, you know he he has his own little uh uh a bronx tale uh uh like i like to think you know those italians from a bronx tale mafioso vibe if anybody wants to know gina's dad like he look like not like he would kill you but he knows somebody who could kill you yeah he definitely knows somebody who could kill you he's yeah. definitely my dad looks like every other word out of his mouth should be jive turkey yeah <laughs> He, yeah, yeah, her dad, her dad knows somebody who could kill you and a really good, a, a spot for really good spaghetti. A really good spaghetti <laughs> spot. Excuse me. Really I good spaghetti. The king is calling me. How can I help you, sir? <laughs> <laughs> we welcome back King Jaden of the Tri-Babies here. Guys, King, 
King Jaden was in his high chair and we were trying to see how long he could be in there. He lasted a decent amount. I will say that. He really did. He lasted a decent amount in his high chair, but now he is overly cranky baby. And yes, I know you see that there's more left in your bottle, so I will feed you. So you dip it. (laughs) Dip it. Well, you see that's even 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 in that, like what what um I feel like what we were saying about like children, right? Yeah. So right now, like, you know, and I, I, I even think about this like with you when you the way that you talk about mothering in the fact that like, yeah, I'm sure you get frustrated at certain aspects of like, you know, like he's cranky, that can frustrate frustrate somebody. I think that there are parents that then kind of like let that frustration out on the child. Oh yeah, 100%. And I can, I kind of get, I get it because it is hard not to get frustrated. You know, like there's times when I'm like, yo, just go to sleep, son. (laughs) Like, yo, just legit, just go to sleep, bro. I just, I don't want to be up for another hour with you. Like, and he won't. And you learn, well, for me at least, I learned not to get frustrated with him. A lot of times I just keep telling myself what I think a lot of parents need to remind her of is that he's brand new to life. Yeah. He's brand new. Everything, this is a first, everything's a first for him. Sleeping in the dark, a first for him. Waking up and not seeing me, not when he's used to being in my belly, like this is all a first for him. Experiencing light and different, different temperatures. Like, so yeah, he gets fussy. He gets annoyed. He doesn't know what's going on. He gets scared, you know? And you have to constantly remind yourself of that because I think sometimes we put so much pressure on kids to react the way that grownups would react to situations that they've never been in before. Mm, that's true. That's very true. It's not like fair. I, like they're new to this thing called life. And He's so you're, you're, you're putting, you're projecting so many expectations. And every right? stage of life will be brand new to him. And I think yeah. that's what we forget as adults where it's like, yeah, the teenage years, brand new. He has no idea. I'm seeing it. There's a rerun for me because I've been through it. But for him, it's brand new. Yeah. So all of the stuff is magnified. Like it's like, not, not only is it brand new to him, but the stuff that I might see as trivial or unimportant is going to be so important for him at some point. You know? That's what's so interesting about the idea of like people who have multiple children, because you basically have to go through those things a few times, yeah. right? So it's like, that's why they say the youngest kid kind of gets the shortest end of the stick because the parents are tired by that point, right? And I get it, but it's because that's where it's kind of like, you kind of um, wish you could have the same vigor with every child. Yeah. But- You really do. Like I could see it in my parents. Like they, there was, you know, there's five of us, four births, five kids. Like that's- that's insane to do that that many times and then have your last round of kids be twins at that yeah. like my parents my mom had twins two aries twins aries twins <laughs> yeah. two aries twins to a gemini mother yeah oh pisces father yeah oh yeah it was a very it's a very interesting astrological mix that we have going on i would love to know my parents full charts but all i know is yeah. their sun signs uh, Gemini and Pisces and so yeah I was let's see I can't remember okay so my older my eldest brother's a Gemini Veronica is an Aquarius Stephen is another Aries so three Aries oh 
Three Aries and Aquarius and another Gemini. Oh, that's your your dad. Your dad was like um, alone as a water sign in that family. Yep, he was the so only like. No, Veronica's an Aquarius. Air. She's an air sign. Yeah, she's air. Yeah. So oh, your mom, everybody. your mom, Tony, Veronica, air sign. You, um, Steven and Deb, fire signs. And then he was just the lone Pisces wolf. Yep. Yeah, he was the lone Pisces wolf. He's And he's so much different from all of us. And yet, because we are his children, we have elements of my dad's personality. Like, that's so crazy. When I see elements of, like, everybody says Jaden looks a lot more like my husband. Like, you say he looks like Jeremy, but he has all of my stank faces. Yeah, I may, I don't, see, that's the weird thing. I wonder when people say somebody looks like somebody, I ask myself a few things. Mm -hmm. Do they just want them to look like them? So they're convincing that in their head, number one. Number two, um, what do we all see? Meaning, like, are some people like only looking at baby's eyes or other people look at you know what I mean because you hear when people be like la mima nariz so those people <laughs> only look at nose. you know that like people on um, movie that be like yo he got your forehead yeah exactly oh. Who, whose upper lip is that and you tell oh, me that's not your baby <laughs> he looks a lot like Jeremy Jeremy showed me a baby picture of him he looks a lot like Jeremy when Jeremy was a baby but he also has like, I think a lot of my facial expressions and he has my stankness, unfortunately. Which I guess that's the question. Like the yeah. question is, is it your face or your expression? What makes your look? Yeah. Right? Cause some people think your look is just like, hold for sound. Hold for sound guys. Well, that sounded so professional. Like we were on set, hold for sound. Yes, cause there was a siren behind me. Um, some well, people think that you're- in front of me, so. That's true. Um, and yet the siren was more annoying for me. I was like, the baby, I can deal with. The siren, go away. Um, I feel like I wonder, like, what do people see, right? Because I'm like, I don't, I'm not that I don't see Jeremy. It's not that I don't. I just, maybe I just look at expression. Maybe yeah. that's what it is. Maybe I just look at people's like muecas, what they do with their face. And what he does with his face feels very your dad which like you're saying is you yeah yeah and I think but I see Jeremy it's not that I don't but it's so yeah. interesting I also think like some people really want to see other things like I have a theory that all grandparents want to see themselves in their kids that's my theory all the time it's not that that never fails grandparents yeah. barely are like no they look like the other parent unless they hate they hate the other parent and the kid is acting up. <laughs> then they're like, um, they look just like us until they have an attitude. And you're like, whoa, tell me how you really? like, Whenever you get mad at your kid, you're like, go get your son. Yeah. It's your son now, because I'm mad. My son when he's good. Your son when I'm mad at him. Yes, sir. Sir, I have done all that you have requested. I have fed you. I have you back on my lap. And it's still not good enough. <laughs> I love how you still, like you were talking to him. He was like, shut it, shut it. <laughs> oh, you scared him. I'm sorry, Puffus. I didn't mean to scare you, Puffus. I didn't mean to scare you, Puffus. Here, I'm gonna hold you like this. I'll hold you like this while we go into our next segment. You wanna announce the next segment? Okay, good talk. 
Um, <laughs> Cole talk to you. Do you want to throw up on me instead? Uh, <laughs> there hasn't been a time where he has not thrown up on me. Dude, he threw up in my mouth. Ew. I picked him up from his nap and he literally just went bleh, bleh, bleh. like not threw up, but spit up. And it landed right on my face, right on my mouth. And I was like, you know, I was doing the mommy thing. I was like, hi, baby. Oh, he was like, no highs. Wild, disrespectful. And he's already pooped on me once. So, wow, he's claimed territory galore. Yes, claimed it. So, we're going to move into our next segment called uh, Dear Gina or Dear Gina segment. Uh, Right, Bubs? All right, good talk. Um, we'll go right into our dear Gina. Dear Gina, I cheated on my husband a while back. And even though he knows that it happened, he rarely mentions it. But I can't seem to forgive myself. Why do you think that is? What would you be able to forgive yourself? Do you think his silence means he's forgiven me or not? Um, this question uh, was submitted by somebody I actually answered her question in private. Um, too, because whenever somebody does submit a question, I usually hit them up and answer them in private because a lot of this stuff is super personal, you know? And so um, this to me, wow, this is a pretty heavy subject. Uh, It's hard. It's difficult for me to give like an exact answer, but I will say this, you know, when it comes to cheating, I always tell people this, when you're going through a cheating thing with somebody, um, if you're, if that person takes you back, The idea is, or the idea should be in order for you guys to continue on a clean slate. It should be, we're starting anew. I'm not going to bring this up because I've agreed to go back with you and to work on what we have. So I'm not going to use this as a weapon. People often weaponize cheating um, Mm -hmm. as a way of getting vengeance as a way of healing their own pain because at the time it feels cathartic to just make somebody feel bad about cheating and this is literally from an unbiased removed opinion that it's easy to judge somebody who has cheated Mm -hmm. it's harder to want to understand why they actually cheated and what could have prevented it in the first place and that's not to say that all cheating could have been prevented some people are just I I have a couple of friends in comedy that I've worked with that have admitted that they are serial cheaters he does not believe Jaden is not having it he's like let my father try mommy he will catch these baby hands Um, that's his favorite thing he poofed yeah Uh, that's that's uh, I wish his new favorite thing to do when he's frustrated is to go <laughs> to you too. Can I finish my job, please? Thank you. Oh, all right. <laughs> um, I do think um, to answer some of the questions, uh, I think the reason why he can't bring it up could be several reasons. I think one, it's probably too painful for him to bring up. Uh, two, I think he does desperately want to get past it. And a lot of times I think with, particularly I find with men, they have an easier time of going, you know what, if I don't talk about it, I will be able to deal with this emotionally a lot better. If I can just sort of like, it happened, I'm over it, I'm gonna move on, you know? Whereas I feel like, and maybe it's a form of, maybe it's about our conditioning with women, we always want to repeatedly talk and talk and talk and talk over the same subject. Um, Whether it's for closure or whether it's for something else, we have a tendency to beat a dead horse as opposed to just trying to get over it. And I think that because you may be used to that, 
you may be looking for that same thing. Like maybe for him to bring it up constantly, Jaden is still, he's like, he's so opinionated about this too. Um, would I be able to forgive myself? Um, I'm gonna be real, 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 probably not. Forgiveness of self takes a lot, a lot, a lot of work. There's stuff to this day I don't forgive myself for. And it's a constant journey because not forgiving yourself doesn't get you anywhere. You know, you not forgiving yourself and you constantly beating yourself up about something prevents your growth. But it's something that a lot of us are guilty of. Like I, I myself am guilty of it. I just said, like there's things that I can't forgive myself of, but it stunts your growth. You're knowingly stunting your emotional growth by not forgiving yourself. So you have to somehow get to a place of forgiveness. Now, in the areas of my life where I have gotten to places of forgiveness, it's been because I have seriously dealt with my emotions about the issue. I dealt mm -hmm. into my emotions, not what somebody else was thinking or not what happened to somebody else, but more so why was it that I was in the situation that I was in, whatever caused the situation, how was I feeling emotionally about it and how to never get back to that place where I do that again. And so, I think you will, you have a journey ahead of you for forgiveness. You just do. And that's just the truth of it. It's going to be a difficult journey, but take your time and allow yourself the time to heal and forgive yourself. Are you done, sir? May I pass this to Catherine? <laughs> so Catherine, take it away. Um. <sighs> <laughs> um so uh, I I mean there's so much there's context that I'm missing in this question right like it's a very surfacey question it's almost too surfacey right it, it feels so surfacey that it seems almost invasive for me I feel like I know nothing about how to give you advice in this I don't understand why you don't forgive yourself I don't know your reasons for why you did it right like did you do it because of something that was lacking did you do it because you're selfish did you do it because of you just maybe want an open relationship there's so many reasons why somebody does things i don't know the the reason so i can't really tell you um what forgiveness means to you because forgiveness also means being very honest with yourself that you're not going to do it again and so is it possible that you don't forgive yourself because you know you might do it again is it possible? I'm not saying I don't know this person, but is it possible? And I think that, like, as you said, forgiveness is a, is a process, but at what stage of the process are we talking about, right? Like, because to me, it almost sounds like guilt. It just sounds like guilt. And I know people who have guilt for cheating before the significant other finds out. But once the significant other finds out, there's almost a little bit of a pressure that that gets off of them. I wonder also like, dude, did you get caught? Did you tell on yourself? There's too much to this question, right? Like that I can't answer to really understand where the forgiveness, begin, beginning of forgiveness starts with you. Um, the whole, he rarely mentions it thing. I agree. Um, I do think that women, we like to talk and dissect and really understand the reasons and all this stuff. Maybe he doesn't need to understand the reasons. Maybe it's opening a wound to talk about it. 
you know, um, maybe he doesn't because he knows you haven't forgiven yourself. I don't, you know what I mean? Like it could be for multiple reasons. I, I feel like I'm kind of stuck in a corner with this question because I don't feel like I have enough to actually answer it. And it almost looks like this person wants forgiveness from other people yeah. for an action that they made. And I'm sorry, that's not how forgiveness works. Yeah. She wants him to forgive her. And then she wants other people to validate that she should forgive herself. But again, there's a ton of questions as to why did you do it? There's a ton of questions as to why did he say? That's just where I'm at. It's, that's not really advice, but yeah. um, the, empty, the, the um, open-endedness of the question doesn't really allow for me to give you an answer. I do believe you deserve forgiveness and I believe you need to believe you deserve forgiveness, but you don't for some reason. You don't believe you deserve forgiveness. Yeah. So explore that. Is it that his silence makes you feel like you don't deserve forgiveness? Yeah. Because it could be that. <laughs> Jaden is, is very opinionated on this matter, although I don't speak baby, so I cannot tell you what he is saying. Although it is probably something along the lines of, uh, mommy, please take me for a nap. Uh, <laughs> that said, Catherine, tell the lovely people where they can find you. Um, you can find me on TikTok and Instagram at Catherine G Mendoza. And then on Twitter, it's at Kathy Grace 24, K-A-T-H-I-E-G-R-A-C-E 24. He's so cute. Um, all right, you guys know you can find me at Gbrione on Instagram. The website is gbrione.com or .net. Um, he is very upset right now that I will take him to the back and I will uh, get him to go to sleep, hopefully, because my sports bra keeps showing. <laughs> this is a very racy episode of Mess of Progress. Uh, you guys can check out The Floor is Lava on Amazon Prime. <laughs> also, the Hot Comic Festival on HBO Max. Uh, I always like to leave you guys the piece of advice my mom gives me to this day. Jaden, please, this is your grandma we are talking about. <laughs> when life throws a lot at you, handle it one catastrophe at a time, people. Until next time, goodbye, everybody. Bye, Jaden. Hands on deck, I swim in it like David. Yeah. Do it like that. Yeah. You the kind of chick that's ready to fight back. Yeah. Looks damn good, but really she type bad. Mm -hmm. Go to sleep, I call him my nightcap. Born killer, you a born killer. Mm. Go on, get him. Go on, go on, get him. Mm. <laughs>